G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining us on the line today is Ron Ross, our Middle East expert. It's always great to chat to Ron. On Sunday, we had the International Day of Prayer for Israel uh, at our church in Brisbane. We had Jesma O'Hara come and preach, and it was such a wonderful time to pray for Israel, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, and it is really an important time to be praying for Israel at the moment, Ron, isn't it, mate? Oh, yes, indeed. And uh, God bless Jesma. She was the lady that... Uh first got me interested in Israel from a biblical point of view. Amazing teacher. Mm, wonderful. And I know that there's uh, a big focus of prayer uh, getting ready for the Day of Atonement, the holiest Jewish holiday of the year. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've been watching that this morning on the internet. Thousands of people at the uh, the wall uh, on the eve of Yom Kippur. Uh, in Hebrew, Day of Atonement is Yom Kippur. And this holiday ends the 10 days uh, of, called the Days of Awe, which began on Rosh Hashanah. On this day, the Jewish people refrain from work and all adults fast from sundown the evening before Yom Kippur until nightfall the next day. This day is about asking God to forgive sins, reflecting on past mistakes, accepting repentance, and praying. I thought it was rather funny uh, checking the Jerusalem Post this morning, and they made a long list of repentance that their politicians could make before any further elections. Wow. On this day also, fasting is a way to cleanse and purify the body and the soul. Many will wear all white clothing to symbolize purity. It's an awesome day to be in Jerusalem. Well, I remember on my trip to Israel many years ago, several years ago, we were actually there for Yom Kippur, and we had the privilege of going to a Jewish synagogue, and yeah. it was wonderful. They were dancing and singing and reading from the, the Old Testament, and uh, just beautiful to see how much they uh, love to worship and sing to the Lord. Yeah. And uh, there was no one on the streets, like it was, you know, the, the traffic, there was no traffic. There, everyone was just, you know, walking around with their families. And uh, well, When we lived there, the kids used to use the main highway to play soccer. Oh, really? <laughs> wonderful. Well, it certainly is a, uh, a wonderful time to acknowledge what's happening in the Jewish calendar. And uh, let's believe and pray that many in Israel, while they're fasting, while they're, uh, you know, repenting of their sins, confessing their sins, that they will have an encounter with God in this time, hey? Yes, indeed. Mm, wonderful. I actually uh, was just in Papua New Guinea recently, and they had a National Day of Prayer and Repentance there. And the, national, uh, the, the Prime Minister of of uh, Papua New Guinea is a born again Christian, yes, and he he, act he actually said that he wanted to repent from the sins um, of their uh, political leaders. Oh. And uh, soon after he prayed that prayer and, and had that day of prayer, they actually sacked a whole bunch of corrupt politicians and put in a bunch of new ones. So let's well, believe that. Uh, let's believe that it'll actually you know uh, change the the. You know, the, get rid of the corrupt politicians and bring in the right politicians. You know, the, we need that to happen in every country, don't we, hey? 
We do indeed. <laughs> mm. Now, talking about uh, politics, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's pre-indictment hearings have ended. Tell us the latest there. Yeah, well, this was the fourth and final day of Prime Minister Netanyahu's pre-indictment hearings before Attorney General Avakai Mendelblit came to a close after 10 hours. Mendelblit is expected to decide whether to issue a final indictment against the Prime Minister sometime before December the 15th, when State Attorney Shia Nitsen steps down. But there have been some rumours the decision could come down even as early as next month. These hearings are Netanyahu's last opportunity to head off a final indictment decision. Uh, many believe that most, most of these uh, charges have been politically trumped up. Uh, there's been a strong defence for Netanyahu, uh, but the, uh, Israel is in a quandary at the moment over its uh, political status. And I'm suggesting that sometime in the near future next year, they will have to go to a third election. Mm, wow. Certainly been a lot of uh, ups and downs in uh, Israeli politics. And let's keep praying for Prime Minister, Prime Minister Netanyahu and all the leaders over there. Uh, and uh, the big news at the moment that uh, we're, we're seeing on the on our TV screens on the news is about the uh, the US after the Syrian withdrawal announcement. Uh, the Jerusalem Post has uh, got an article about that today. What's the latest there? Yeah, they're asking, can Israel trust the US? after the Syrian withdrawal, and I've been watching that this morning, President Trump saying he wanted to get troops out of Syria because he didn't want to create another Vietnam, and he didn't want America to be seen as the world's policeman, and he wanted to bring soldiers home. But the U.S. surprised decision to announce it would withdraw from an area along the Syrian border and enable a Turkish military operation into northern Syria has raised many questions about long-term U.S. policy in the Middle East. It's also concerning to Jerusalem because both Iran, an enemy of Israel, and Turkey, which excoriates Israel regularly at international forums, appear to gain as the U.S. retreats. Uh, this is causing grave concern even in the U.S., and I've been watching this morning as uh, members on both sides of Parliament have been critical of Trump's decision. But as I said, he, he wants to withdraw America because he doesn't want uh, U.S. soldiers on foreign soil uh, just as policemen. Well, it's uh, certainly uh, in the headlines around the world right now. Let's uh, keep uh, our finger on the pulse there and keep praying, certainly for wisdom for President Trump as well. Uh, uh, tough decisions to make there. And Israel is also working to advance a solid alliance with the Gulf states. Uh, what's the latest there? Well, spurred by the growing Iranian threat, Foreign Minister in Israel, Katz, advanced an historic alliance between Israel and the Gulf states when he met with his Arab counterparts on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. As a follow-up to the meetings, teams are expected to be formed to discuss the plan which would ensure peaceful relations between the countries irrespective of what occurs with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Last week, Ambassador to the UN, Danny Denon, said that Israel and various Arab states, including those with whom Israel does not have formal ties, were working together at the UN elsewhere uh, with the common goal to be against Iran. Mm. 
Well, it's uh, certainly uh, a big hot topic. And the, the last story we're going to talk about today, Ron, I'm fascinated about it. A major oil discovery in northern Israel has a strong Christian connection and the blessing that Moses gave to the tribe of Asher. Tell us about that. Well, this is very interesting because when I lived in Jerusalem, I became a very good friend of the founder of the Zion Oil and Gas Organization, John Brown. And interestingly enough, many years ago, Brown came to Sydney for a charismatic Christian conference. And he told me that at that time, God spoke to his heart that there was oil in Israel, and he was commissioned to go and find it. This story is fascinating. Moses' blessing to the tribe of Asher regarding oil in the allotment of land is continuing to come to fruition as Zion Oil and Gas announced that it has definitely found oil and it's nearing testing the well for commerciality. We also recognize that the goal of this well was to find oil, and we can say with absolute confidence that we were successful in attaining that goal, said Zion's President and Chief Operations Officer Dustin Gwynn. The next crucial step is being able to effectively test and establish the world's commerciality. I am excited about this phase as it will be a crucial and historic moment for Zion and all its shareholders. Zion Oil and Gas was founded uh, for the purpose of exploring for oil and gas in Israel and reaching production levels that would help Israel become an energy-independent country. Zion Oil and Gas... A Delaware corporation explores uh, for oil and gas in Israel in areas located onshore between Haifa and Tel Aviv. But the, the last week, the operators of Tamar and Leviathan Natural Gas have signed decade-long contracts to sell $15 billion worth of natural gas to Egypt. With the news, Israel will now be providing both Egypt and Jordan with natural gas. But I want to get to the uh, 1983 story. During a visit to Israel, Zion founder and chairman John Brown became inspired to find oil and gas in Israel. During the next 17 years, he made numerous trips to Israel, and finally in April 2000, he received the award of a small onshore petroleum license from the Israeli government. The company uses a map, which he's shown me before, of the 12 ancient tribes of Israel, and the biblical assertion, the foot of Asia, to be dipped in oil on the head of Joseph as a guide to help Zion decide where to drill. He's made his whole plans for looking for oil in Israel based on that biblical verse from Isaiah. And he told me the whole idea was to be a Christian blessing Israel. Mm, wow. That is a massive news story. Uh, really exciting update there. Now, uh, before we uh, wrap up, uh, Ron, uh, I want to ask you if you would pray for Australia. Um, over this month, we're having 31 days of prayer and fasting, praying for rain, repentance and renewal in Australia. And we're asking uh, different guests on our radio station just to say a short prayer, to pray for the drought to break, to pray for our farmers, to pray for uh, revival, renewal and repentance in our nation. I know you're a, you're a great man of prayer. Ron, would you be able to lead us in some prayer? Yeah, sure. Thanks, mate. Go for it. Father, we bless you for the great blessings we have in this country. We're not the lucky country. We're the blessed country. 
And we thank you, Lord, that that comes out of our soldiers fighting in Besheba over a hundred years ago, blessing Israel. We pray now, Lord God, for that blessing to overflow. We pray that your hand of blessing will be upon our farmers. Lord, we pray for a break in the drought. Pour out the rains just as you've done this week in Israel. There's much rejoicing in Jerusalem right now because the rain has come and the farmers are blessed. We pray for that blessing to come to our people. Lord, we pray for revival in our land. Lord, we've been standing in the gap for years that this is the great south land of the Holy Spirit. We believe that to be true, Lord God, and we pray that you would show yourself in signs and wonders, in many blessings, on the churches that gather throughout our nation, on the Christians who believe and pray, on those who love and worship you. We bless you and thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you that you've been with us ever since the foundation of this land, with our Aboriginal brethren and then with the coming of the, uh, the, the settlements. Lord, we bless you for the good things you want to bestow on your people. Give us the faith to believe, Lord God. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Ron. What a blessing to catch up with you today. Thanks, Matt. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.